Today on Drawing Near, we continue our study of Revelation as the Lord Jesus breaks the seals on the scroll that he alone is worthy to open. So take your Bible and turn to the Revelation of Jesus Christ, chapter 6, and join us for a red horse. As we begin today, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. And Father in heaven, we thank you for your mercy, your grace, that you have bestowed through Jesus Christ on all who trust in the Lord. You have forgiven our sin. You have adopted us into your family. And one day, Father, we will be exalted in heaven as your children and servants. We ask, Father, that you would help us today to live out our faith in Jesus Christ in a visible way and verbally. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel. Guide us in the study of your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In Revelation chapter 6, beginning in verse 3, we read, When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red, went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another. And there was given to him a great sword. In our last study, as the first beast opened the first scroll, we saw one going forth out of heaven on a white horse, masquerading as a savior. It was obvious that the appearance of the one on the white horse had some similarities to the Lord Jesus Christ of Revelation chapter 19. But under close examination, it is clear that this one was not the Lord Jesus Christ. He was given the resources to go out conquering and to conquer, and he conquers through deception. In verse 3 of Revelation chapter 6, the Lord Jesus opens the second seal. And John records, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. As we saw in our last study, what the second living creature is saying here is simply come. But this word could also be translated, go. And because in these first four seals, we see the four living creatures make this declaration, and we don't see it in the following seals, I believe the four living creatures are simply saying to those on the horses to go, to go forth out of heaven, to go do what the Lord Jesus is loosing them to do. And John witnesses the second of the four horses who were sent out by the loosing of the seals. This horse is described as a fiery red horse. In the book of Zechariah, we see references to horses like what we're seeing in Revelation chapter 6. In Zechariah chapter 1, if we look at verse 8 and following, here is what we read. I saw at night, and behold, a man was sitting on a red horse. And he was standing among the myrtle trees, which were in the ravine, with red, sorrel, and white horses behind him. Then I said, My Lord, what are these? And the angel who was speaking with me said to me, I will show you what these are. And the man who was standing among the myrtle trees answered and said, These are those whom the Lord has sent 
to patrol the earth. In Zechariah 6, we see these same colored horses pulling chariots and going throughout the earth patrolling it as well. What are we to take from these references regarding these horses? Well, that the riders are roaming to and fro in the earth, walking through it, they're patrolling it, and they're servants of the Most High God. In the middle of verse 4, we read, And it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. I want to emphasize the word granted, because this is not something that this writer does on its own. This writer goes forth because it has received permission, or it has received orders. It was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth. So as the inhabitants of the earth are under the veil of deception from the false Christ that we see coming on the white horse, now they're going to begin killing one another. These situations are fluid. They're not just, okay, seal one, that's done, he leaves, seal two, that's done, seal three. That's not what's taking place here. Human history is fluid. Things overlap. They happen on top of one another. One event leads into the emotion and the instability of another event. And so we have this deceiver who has come, and as that deception is taking over on the earth, we see another horse coming, and its rider takes peace from the earth. And we're told specifically that people should kill one another. This doesn't appear to be solely war. It can be war, but it can just simply be violence in the street, escalated killing. And it's not just the harming of one another. People are dying, and they're dying all over the place in unprecedented type of numbers. That's because this is a judgment from God. Yet in Matthew chapter 24, reading what Jesus says about these end times, it appears to be that this will be global warfare, global killing, because he says in verse 6, you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened. For those things must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. So with this second rider, peace is taken from the earth. People are killing one another. Specifically, kingdoms and nations around the world are at war with one another. You see the conflict, and you hear rumors of conflict on top of conflict. And yet Jesus in Matthew 24 tells his disciples that his followers are not to be frightened. For these things must take place, but the end is not yet. Whenever we hear of war around the world, it is unsettling. It's destabilizing. With the loss of peace anywhere in the world, we lose some of the peace in our individual lives, if we have any peace at all. And as followers of Jesus, we should have peace. With all of these conflicts, with nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, all around the world, there's not going to be very many people who are not invested in these wars or conflicts. So not only is there the loss of global peace between the nations, but there's a loss of peace and rest in the hearts of the inhabitants of the earth. 
peace has been taken from the earth. And so Jesus tells his disciples, see that you are not frightened. Now, he may not be saying, don't be frightened when that happens, but he may be telling them point blank, don't let this frighten you, because these things must take place. There are things in the providential plans of God which must occur in order to usher in the eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ, certain things must happen. Certain conditions must be met. And so these things must take place, but they're not over. The end is not yet. Other things must happen. And Jesus goes on in Matthew 24, verse 7, and says, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. I think what he's really telling us in these verses in Matthew 24 is that you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. They're going to have a tendency to frighten and take peace away. But you need to know the end is not yet because wars will actually break out. There will be escalated fighting and conflict on the earth as a result of this one riding the fiery red horse taking peace from the earth. Well, going back to Revelation 6, at the end of verse 4, we are told this, and there was given to him a great sword. And this only serves to emphasize how vast and all-encompassing the wars, the conflict, and the violence on the earth will be. Many who study this revelation of Jesus Christ become very distraught or disturbed. And yet God does not want us to focus our attention on the circumstances around us. Rather, we are to look and focus our gaze on the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and the majesty of God on the throne. Our peace comes from them, not from the calm, serene circumstances we desire on the earth. This world is in rebellion against God, and judgment is coming. We need to do our part today by trusting in the Lord, following the Lord Jesus Christ, living our faith out day by day, and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, so that the world around us can hear and maybe repent. That's what we are called to focus on. So let these words bring comfort to us that God is on his throne, that he is in control, and that he is completing his work on the earth. Father in heaven, once again I thank you for your word, not just your written word, but the living word, Jesus Christ. He is your living word to us. He is the exact representation of who you are. Come to the earth in flesh so that we could know you. Father, help us to live out Jesus Christ in the world so that the world would know Jesus Christ through us. We are to be living representatives, reflections of Jesus on the earth. Develop our character our convictions, that we might boldly live out the gospel of Jesus Christ day by day. Help us to express the love that we have in Jesus Christ to a lost world that desperately needs the love of Christ. And Father, we pray that you'll prepare our hearts for all those things that lie ahead, that we would be able to have peace and joy in the midst of conflict in this world. We ask these things in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.